Mr. Bain, what's happening? What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm uh, good. It's a long fucking day at work, but I'm mad. It's good. I hear you. I hear you. Um, let's just give it a couple minutes just to see people get get going. Um, yeah. Sign on, and then we'll get this thing jumping. I got a lot of good questions for you. Sweet. So I, I am not prepared. I was, I was not showing the questions. It's going to be no holds barred, baby. Exactly. That's how I like to do it. No no pre-production, none of that shit. You know what I mean? That's, that is the exact opposite of what we do. Like, Eric and I have all the questions all set up. Like, yeah, we well, send that, them beforehand and shit. That's how I started doing it. And then I said, you know what? I like the no holds barred feel to it. And then, you know, if people don't like what they hear or, or you don't want to answer anything, obviously you don't have to answer everything, you know? Nah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a pretty open book. Like, I... I I got nothing to hide. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm not going to ask you, you know, about your dick size or anything like that. So Very small. Any. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we just kick it off? Are you yeah, ready? Let's do it, man. I'm ready, man. Can you All see right, me look. okay? Like, I'm on my back porch. Yeah, the I see The only you lights good. I have are the one, ones off my grill. So, All right, cool. No, you're perfect. You're perfect. Um, let me get my beer going. You got a beer with you? I can run in and get one real quick. Yeah. Why don't you get yourself a drink? Let's get this yeah, going. One, one second. Let me run inside and grab it. All right. Cool. Yeah, quick, quick backwards tour of the Casa de Bain. Probably some kids running around, at least a couple of animals and shit, too. Uh, that's my house, too. Don't worry about it. Yeah, except I have teenagers fucking everywhere. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got on tap here. All right, got the beer. Right. Cutter. We're ready to go. Let's fucking go. All right, so I'm going to run through my little, like, plug first for, for the podcast. So when I uh, put yeah. it up on Spotify, and then we'll get going. Yep. All right, all right. So I'm here live, Fit and Shit Podcast, Episode 9. I'm here with my boy, Robert Bain. The That's new, me. the very new 1,000-pound squatter. Um, yes, sir. Why don't we get right into that? How's it feel? 9-11 tribute meet. Thousand pounds. Dude, what more. a what a fucking day, man. Like awesome day. So fun to to live with my friends and uh show the platform people that I've looked up to, you know, since I got into powerlifting that was just it was so fucking cool. Yeah, man, it was one of those things like I set that goal squat a thousand pounds ten years ago. Yeah. And so like I, I want I always wanted to be strong. I thought being strong was dope and like that once I kind of got into the sport, that's what I figured out. Like that's one of the measures of like who's fucking strong. Oh, for sure. Like everything I've learned about multiply is like mm -hmm. you gotta squat a G. You gotta yeah. squat. A G. You know what I mean? That's like you're you're not a real G if you don't squat a G. Exactly. So, <laughs> and and I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying like that that's one of the pre prerequisites. And uh, so I just I really wanted to do that. And you know, my first time in a suit in training, I squatted a thousand nine. Oh wow! And so I was like fucking stoked for it, man. And yeah. yeah. You know, some things happened. I, I, I took it a little too fast in my first multiply meet. You know, we, we took a shot at 1,003. Uh, depending on who you talk to at my second multiply meet in June, um, you know, I probably got robbed of 1,014. Yeah, we talked um, about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a little frustrating, but, man, it was so cool. And, like, and if anybody watched the stream or was there live, like, I think some folks saw the emotion on my face. Like, it was just – because to me, it wasn't just, like, hey, I squatted it. Yeah. But also I validated, like – the belief that Sean Copland, Steve Rock, and the rest of the Wolfpack had me—they they saw something in me, like, "Hey, this guy could do some some cool shit." And um, and they've poured a lot of time and effort into me, man. I didn't I didn't I didn't want to let those people down. For sure, for sure. 
So now you got it. You got two under your belt at this point, right? You went 10-10 and 10-35? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was – and the 10-35, like, still cool. Like, it was really exciting. Uh, but it was one of those like, okay, like I got, I got the first one in. So exactly. now, like now yeah, we're just building, now we're building the fucking total. It's just like getting the opening squat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, opening squat. All right, now you're here. Now it's time to party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But until that opening squat gets hit, the jitters just don't go away. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly, man. So it was, uh, you know, like I said it was, it was a great meet, super fun. Like I spotted it last year, so to be a part of it this year yeah. as as a competitor, it was, uh, it was fucking cool. Oh, for sure, for sure, and it was definitely an exciting meet. I mean. We talked about it last week, Skiba and I, but, you know, mm-hmm. for for a small, you know, for people to call it a small backyard meet, but then to have the big names there that they had, you know what I mean? We saw, what, four guys squat a G? Yeah. Um, we saw... No, five, because what, Critty? Critty, Mike. you, Mike. Uh, Anthony. Anthony, I thought that was and, it. And, the, and um, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, 1100. Damn yeah, you know, he opens that fucking <laughs> 1100. So it's a little different. Yeah, exactly. But, but, still. Um, but I mean, to see those guys, you're, you're talking about all time world it's record holders. Tw- 25% all- of the lifters fucking squatted over a G. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? And then you have even girls like Crystal Tate in the building. You know, these are these are some of the best of the best. You know what I mean? You she, know. Like, I know she's built different because I've known her for, you know, seven, eight years. But holy fucking shit. No, that was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Just fucking real. So for those that that didn't see what happened, Crystal took her opening squat, which I believe was 730. Yep. Dusted it. And then getting back into the rack, missed. There was like a a mishap between the spotters not catching it. There there was all types of shit, man. Like she she touched the rack. It bumped. She also like kind of settled into the rack versus like touching it down. Yeah. So yeah. like the bar and the bar was whippier, I think, than than she and I were used to. Like we, we even called that out during warmups, yeah. and so it was just it was a comedy of uh, not a comedy, but uh, a whole bunch of shit that came together that just it created that situation, which was you know in the moment horrific, but then of course she comes back and she's you know the fucking Crystal Tate. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, she she hyper extended her knee. I thought mm-hmm. the day was I thought the day was over for her. She for, sat for, back for most. It would have been. Yeah, she didn't squat. Again, then she wraps her knee and basically benches it with one leg. Then to come out and she pulled four, five, and six all on one leg. It's just and then like, pull, pulled 700 an inch off the ground with one yeah, fucking leg. Exactly. And it looked, and you could see the pain. You know what I mean? It was, she, oh. wasn't, she wasn't milking that. For sure. You know, there, sure. There, there's people that definitely milk things. You know, we, I talked about it a lot. You know, there's always some guy that says, oh, I just blew my pec off or I blew my hammy off. And then they're in the gym two days later. Oh but this, yeah, <laughs> but you know so this, this was a legit thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for so. sure, for sure. But she, uh, you know, she she's doing okay. She we were back training. We were all back uh, this past Sunday, and uh, you know, building towards whatever twenty twenty three is going to be for us. Now what? Now you guys all train together, right? You, Copland, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Where's yep. that out of Wolfpack? Yep, Wolfpack Barbell up in uh, Racine, Wisconsin. Gotcha. So uh, that stemmed out of the Wolfpack itself. Started about ten years ago. Uh, I was not part of that group then. I, I hadn't met those those folks yet. And really, the OGs are Steve Brock and Crystal and, and Sean. And um, some people have come and gone. Some folks have retired. Uh, unfortunately, some folks have passed away. You know, there's been as happens in life, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and they they've they've been through a lot. They've been all over the country and done some dope shit. And they picked up some cool people along the way. And somehow I got I weasel my way into it. And, um, but yeah, so we all train together. We've got, uh, and we we've just got a room full of fucking killers. Doesn't matter who it is. I mean, yeah, we yeah. got we we got three of our girls that train in our early group that 
uh, you know, they were handed off for Barzim Baziri with, you know, 800 pound benches at our, at yeah. our meet in, uh, in <laughs> April. It's like, that, that's how badass these chicks are. And like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. The, the whole group is just all fucking killers. For sure. For sure. So let's get back into your meet for a second. So you hit yeah. the 1035 was your third mm-hmm. attempt, correct? Yep. Yep. And then, uh, then on to bench, you hit 610 was your final. I did. Yep. Yep. Uh, I missed it on the second and got it on the third. Yeah. And that's your first 600 bench. It is. It is in a meet. Yeah. Yeah, so there we, you know, big, huge, huge accomplishment for you both, and then, um, and then I think six fifty five was your final pull, right? Yep, yeah, the six fifty five. Uh, we took six eighty on my third, and when I pulled it in, it, it kind of bounced off my shin, and yeah, instead of resetting, funny. I just yeah, instead of resetting, I just kind of went for it, and you know, trying to pull that when it's two inches out in front of you, like yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen, especially and, after doing everything else you accomplished. For right, you know I mean? exactly. So I'm like, well, somebody turned. I, I joke, like, oh, somebody turned the magnets on. I'm like, no, you just fucked it up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so one thing I got written down here, and it was one of my favorite moments at the meet. Mm-hmm. Your second pull, I think it was the six. It must have been the six fifty five pull. You were all yeah. juiced up, and, and you were like, I don't just fucking spot them, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and, and, but, yeah. but I like that because do you feel like you're kind of put in a box a little bit by? you know, being the go-to guy for professional spotting too? Oh, there's the question. We start early this time. Um, oh yeah. We're going right into it. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, that's, that's something that has been talked about with me for, for a while. Like I got into the spotting thing, uh, selfishly to be honest with you, because, uh, at the 2019 WPO, the one that was on ESPN, uh, you know, I, I just wanted the best seat in the house. Like yeah. I didn't want to buy a ticket. I didn't, I didn't want to sit on the crowd. Like, no, I want to fucking be up there. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. So, so I started spotting meets and, and getting into the whole, like, you know, jumping around and, and being the, the idiot in the elbow sleeves. Now the overkill elbow sleeves. Thanks, Rudy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I wanted the best scene in the house for, my, house for my friends. At that 2020 Arnold, those, the, um, the semifinals, that's when I got moved to the back spot position. I kind of took off from there. I spent most of 2020 spotting because I blew my arm apart um, in yeah. April of 2020. Someone dropped the bar. And... So, no, no, I, I was pulling just in my garage. I rented a bunch of equipment during all the lockdowns. Remember up here in Illinois, like, we were locked the fuck down for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I uh, was pulling against bands. And it was funny because the week before, Sean and I were talking. He's like, hey, like, your, your straight weight's getting pretty heavy against these doubled up monster minis. Like, you probably want to use some straps. So, like, that sounds good. Like, I'll do that up to my last warm-up, and then all my working sets, I'll, I'll throw straps on. Yeah. Sure as shit, the next week, my last warm-up, last boom, warm-up. fucking, fucking uh, distal goes. Of course, that's how it fucking happens. Yeah, so that was, that was you know, famous last words, but, but no, so I spent, you know, the year rehabbing, I was back on the platform in December of that year, uh, but I was spotting, like, all the fucking time. Yeah, and yeah. people really, they liked that, and so, yeah, I started to kind of, like you said, put myself in a box where... You know, all all these meets, I had the opportunity to compete, but people are like, oh no, well, we'll fly into Kentucky, or we'll fly into Florida, or we'll fly to Ohio, and, uh, yes. or Nevada, or you know, hell, before the world re- like fully reopened, there was talk like they were going to fly me to England for uh, um, their version of the Arnold. It's a, I can't remember what it's called, uh, Body Power, oh, and yeah, like you know, we we would love to have you on the plane. Like that sounds fucking cool. I love getting paid for this shit. Yeah. And, yeah. And I remember, like, some people were, like, would chirp at me a little bit. But, you know, as usual, it's Coplin who kind of gets in my ear. And he's like, what the fuck do you want to do? Yeah, like, yeah. Do you want to do this shit? Like, do you want a fucking spot? Do you want to just be a whore for attention? Which, don't be wrong, I love the attention. I love the fucking spotlight. <laughs> and we all, that's why, kind of why we do the sport, too. Pretty much, yeah. It's like, or do you, do you want to do something that, you know, that matters in a different way? It's not that the spotting doesn't matter. 
It's like, but at the end of the day, like, very few people ever remember the spotters, but they remember people who squat a thousand pounds. Yeah, of course, of course. And well, the, so, the cool thing is, I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty new, I'm fairly new to powerlifting. You know, mm -hmm. I've been about two and a half years in now, but when I first met you, that's how I was introduced to you. You were the yes. guy that they were flying around, back spotting everything. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even aware at the time that you were. I, I figured you were like a retired power lifter. Or, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then, you know, but then getting to know you and stuff, you know, so, I, I realized all this. And then I realized you have, what, like 10, 15 years of power lifting under your belt. I mean, com competing, yeah, I've got eight years. I mean, yeah, I mean, lifting so I was, you know, 18 years old, um, you know, playing soccer in college and everything. And um, you know, back to the put myself in a box, that, that has certainly limited some opportunities. I won't say what specifically, but. Yeah. It certainly has, has limited some opportunities. Well, yeah, I, I, I'd, is... assume, I'd assume you want to get into some of these big invite meets and then yeah. sometimes they might call you and say, hey, we need you to backspot. And it's like, nah, man, you need me to squat a G. Yeah, and, you know and so I mean? that's, that's, that's certainly a point of contention. That You know, at the end of the day, like, ball don't lie, I'm hoping that I can put the numbers up where there's just no longer a conversation about that. Of course, of course. So, And, I mean, I think you made a pretty good job with a 2,300 total, so you know what I mean? I, it, oh, it at least you gets put the... people on notice. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It at least gets people talking, and you know, yeah. when the streets be talking, then and stuff happens. So, um, you know, still a lot of work to do. That, that's the biggest thing is I still got a lot of lot of stuff to clean up. You know, none of it's perfect. Um, as as Sean always tells me that the bar only gets raised higher, um, yeah. and it's multiply, so the squat gets raised higher too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So that's that's you know, I, I love that I'm known as as you know somebody who gives to the sport and and you know brings a certain atmosphere to the platform by the end of the day like I, I i i want to remember for the list i do oh of course of course but you know what i will say is for the, for the guys that are in the sport and really in tune aside from just lifting but guys that give back and like guys like like skiba and people that own yep. these gyms and stuff yep we are very appreciative of what you do and how passionate you are when you do that that job you know what i mean because I appreciate that because you know We've we've all seen disasters happen up there, and the you know the the room for error is so fucking minimal. You know, yep. I've got I've gotten folded under a squat at a huge meet, and yep. I can slow it down and show you the video. And the side spotters are holding their head like this yep. when they could be saving me, and my knees are wrapped, and I'm basically sucking my own dick at one point. And Chris which, has to pull know, me hey, out. You know. Which hey, free content, but you know if it's not not right <laughs> exactly. well, this not... was this was prior to OnlyFans, so I didn't get oh, anything fuck. out of it. <laughs> I didn't get nothing um, out of it. Yeah, so you got to have the throwback videos. But yeah, like that's honestly why I uh, I work alongside Kyle O'Leary, who's one of the other uh, you know big spotters for, for some of these big meets. And Kyle founded the Full Send Initiative, and the whole thing about it is just uh, teaching people how to spot properly. So like the shit yeah. that, that we all kind of know, yeah. but like putting that out to the masses. Like I mean, the simple things like making sure that your el crux of your elbows underneath the sleeve of a barbell. Making sure that if you're backspotting somebody, you know, if they have a really wide stance, you underneath their uh, their armpits, they have a really narrow stance, you're going to have your hand under the bar because more likely that's not that huge weight. But also make sure that the person is comfortable. If you're spotting a woman, make sure you do a closed fist, not an open hand. Like shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's stuff that we all kind of know because we've been around it for a while. Like especially new people, they don't fucking know. Yeah, and most sure. people like react the way that you're talking about is like they see 800 pounds get you know, dropped or, or even to somebody say, Oh, take it, take it. And they fucking freak out. And they panic and they panic. Well, that's exactly. why, you know, you and saw so, me, I was, I backspotted half of that meat last weekend because, or two weekends ago, yep. because I just, I trust myself more and I'd rather put that, that onus and pressure on myself than to yep. let one of my athletes or friends go out there and get hurt 
by someone that's either not paying attention or a little nervous or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 happens, it all happens so fast. You know what I mean? It does. So and, you and the be bigger the weight gets, the faster it goes. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. But that's why it was great. We had, you know, Steve Rock, you know, part of the Wolfpack, you know, spotting me for, uh, you know, for this last meet. And then when we're at meets here in Illinois, you know, what's dope is another one of our training partners, John Compion, who, again, if you've watched like the WPO as an example, he's the huge Mexican guy that is always on the side. Yeah, but John's exactly. back spotting me. So it's like, this is a guy I train with every week. He watches every one of my squats and training. So like, great. He knows when everything's going to hit the fan before anybody else does. Gotcha. Yeah. And you got a bunch of great eyes on you. I mean, you got, you we, we do. Them legendary people you know what i mean week to week very i'm very very blessed that i I had that around me i didn't realize that when i got in but now that i i do now i have the context like holy shit this is awesome yeah i mean not not everyone gets to deal with that i mean i see some great power lifters from all over the place but like there's there's some no-name gyms that i see some power lifters coming up now that don't even have a team you know they go in there and they do it on their own so you know i like i consider myself lucky too because hellbent i mean you see when we show up to meets and stuff Y'all yeah. roll fucking deep, baby. That's what I mean. Even when I went to Virginia for the American Pro, we were about 30 people deep. Yep. Just to watch me tank three squats and start drinking, you know what I mean? I mean, but hey, at but, least you guys at the VIP section with the great view. Yeah, you got the view. I got to start drinking early. I won the bar. Yeah, I can, there you, you go. Can't win, you can't win both, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, unless you're, you're Dan Bell, then. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that's different. <laughs> So, Which, by the way, happy birthday to Dan. Today's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Dan Bell. He's he's going to be on the podcast soon, too, as well. Oh, I fucking love him, man. He's so great. Yeah. So, um, other other than uh, your experience at the meet, who do you enjoy watching? Who do you enjoy seeing there? Uh, oh, man. So, so a couple, couple things. Like, to me, it's a big deal. We need to share the platform with, like, friends, but also, like, friends who are great lifters, right? So, yep. like, I've looked at people like – like Mike, like Chris, uh, and I've always wanted to share the platform with them. Like, uh, you know, for I don't know how Mike and I got connected. We've been friends on Facebook for like five years. Yeah. And well, but, Mike's uh, like Mike's like a powerlifting historian. Like the way, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he's only thirty four, but like talking to him and and his father obviously kicked that off for him years mm-hmm. ago. He, but he's I, been deep in the game for a while. But Mike has like. 60 years of powerlifting wisdom under a 34 year old you know what i mean yeah exactly he knows everyone he studies the game he cares so you know and and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to share the platform with i want to share the platform with chris i mean you're looking at one of the guys he's he's one of the best lifters on the planet right so just to be able to be on the same platform as him and and another one that was special to me is uh, anthony obica so for those who don't know like ant and i are we're really really good friends outside of the gym we met at a meet uh, a few years ago and just we hit it off we connected and since May of 2020, when I met him, I've probably been out to Vegas like 20 times. Yep. Uh, some of it's for work, pleasure, whatever. But I, but I always see Ant Mel when I'm out there, and so yeah, to yeah, have yeah. the opportunity to share the platform with him was, to me, was very, very special. And then Crystal Tate. Crystal Tate is is one of my daughter's heroes. Yeah. Um, and so like I've known Crystal personally for so long. I've trained with her for so long, and so to, to finally be on the same platform as her. Because uh, she's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. And oh, sure. For, at both raw and multiply, no? It, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, like, to be Same able to do that was just, yeah, 100%. So fucking cool. And then just to to be in that atmosphere uh, in New York on 9-11. Yeah. I mean, th- 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 there's a lot of emotion that's running through you during that time, right? Sure. And sure. so it was just, it, it, th- those are the names that come to mind. But every person that was on that platform, uh, and in that room, and the people that were competing on on Saturday, 
just so fucking dope. And then to be standing across from Lloyd Bingham, uh, you know, as a head judge, who Lloyd's also a great friend of mine. Um, yep. But what's great is that, you know, people like, oh, yeah, we're, it's a backyard meet, and you're, you guys are just getting your lips passed. Nope. Lloyd's wife, Donna, was fucking red-lighting me all day long. Yep, yep, yep. And, and I love Donna. A lot of my lifters, I kept going up to her saying, where do we go wrong? What do I need to do? Yep. Give me an extra inch. Yep. You know, and, so. and, that, and that's the thing is Donna will tell you exactly what, what you need. Oh, yeah. And I listen, I think the, ju- the, the judging was very fair and, most importantly, mm-hmm. consistent. You know what I mean? Consistency is the most important thing, just like exactly. it is in any sport. You know what I mean? Like, I tell people all exactly. the time. If they're giving you an inch, you take it. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. Just play to the whistle. Listen, I, I was I was a pitcher all the way to college. Mm-hmm. If, if the umpire is giving me four inches to the outside of the plate, I'm taking it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You'd, you'd be stupid not to. Exactly. And, Soccer, and if, same thing, man. I play is a is 120 by by 90 meters. Like I'm playing every fucking inch of it. That's why you have to. You have to. Yep. And um and then all you care about as an athlete, whether it's that sport or any sport, is that that judging refereeing whatever it may be is consistent you know what i mean yep. and it was and it was all across the board both days you know Absolutely. what i mean i don't Absolutely. think any i don't think anyone really i don't think anyone got robbed i don't i didn't really see a gift too many gifts handed out you know so no i think i think for you know the atmosphere for everything going on and the, the meet was well run shauna does a great job i mean oh, she, for sure. she's for sure. she's awesome I looked at her um, a few times. I felt bad because, you know, she's all wound up and going. She's fucking yeah, everywhere. She's going yeah. Like, Shauna, relax. We got you. Whatever you need, let me know, you know. Just pump, pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone was enjoying themselves, you know. But if you looked at oh, her yeah. half the time, you would think the place was on fire. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like we got it. We got it. And that's that, that that's meat day. I know it's funny when, when everybody jokes about Eric Stone, like he's an asshole, but he runs a great meat because it's true. Like, especially on meat day, he's an asshole. Like, meat day, Eric and – you know, day-to-day Eric are two different people. Just don't even talk and to you, it, Pretty much, yeah. Like, it's – everything you're going to get is very, like, direct. Like, hey, where's the bathroom? It's there. Like, he just – like, it's just very direct. He answers exactly your question, and that's it. Yeah, it keeps it moving. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's see here. We talked about getting put in the box. Now, did we cover yeah. that? So do you have – I know you're you're going to be spotting next at the WPO, correct? Correct. That's November sixth, seventh, somewhere. Seventh. Uh, seventh. Yep. All right. Do you have another meet in mind coming up? Are you waiting for maybe an invite to one? What what's what's next for you, lifting wise? So what's next for me? That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked it. Um, I'm probably done for 2023 as far as compete or 2022 as far as competing. Yep. Uh, my my aspiration is I will get an invite in January for the semifinals. Okay. Uh, they're here in Chicago. Uh, I would like to believe based on, even though uh, this was an IPA meet and these are APF totals, I don't believe this 16 people are going to jump me between now and the end of the year. No. And so, so I believe that even though I may squeak in as number 29, I do believe I'll, I'll, I'll get in. Um, and that's going to be my focus is to, to make it to the, the super finals uh, whenever and wherever they may be. And, I just I think that's a cool fucking story to be able to say like yeah I'm the guy that like everyone looked to you know for three four years and now I get to be one of the guys for sure for sure I mean that's that's the good story right there and to be on yep. both sides of the coin and I and I feel like do you feel like you know being like the prominent guy for like being called for the backspotting and stuff like that do you feel like you learned a little bit of the intricacies of like the game that you didn't realize as a lifter until you became like hundred percent. Hundred percent. I saw saw so many things spotting, whether it was squat, bench, you know, deadlifting, whatever. 
like that now I experience it. And it's like, that's exactly what I saw when I see like, when I, like my second uh, bench attempt, when I pushed it up and back too fast and I almost fucking ate it. I'm like, Oh, that's, I've seen that a dozen times yeah, where I've yeah. caught a bar off somebody's face. Like I did, I did the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. So I kind of prepared, like it did prepare me. I actually talked about this in uh Dave Kirchin was, was kind enough to allow me to add some stuff about spotting into his book gear. I talked about that kind of the things that I, I now uh, see and feel and, and what I was looking for at that time. Yeah. Uh, and so I would, that was, it's been a really cool thing to, had that as an experience and now I'll like experience it firsthand. Oh, for sure. You know, it, it's, it, you're kind of like a student of the game. You know what I mean? I, I consider myself like a student of the game. I go, even when I'm not lifting and I'm just in there coaching people and helping, I watch everything, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. soak up everything, yep. you know, to, so, every Sunday morning I'm in there with, with Skiba and Chris. I mean, how can you not watch Skiba mm-hmm. and Chris squat every Sunday? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So even exactly. though I'm, I'm not a gear, not in gear yet, at least, you know, yet. yes, yet is the key. Um, <laughs> I, what's funny is I said I would never, and then the more and more I'm around it, like I've just, I've grown like a, a new, you know, respect for it. Cause at first I was like, this is all bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, cause I didn't know anything. I, I just went yeah. to this gym and I was like, wait, you throw on this stuff and, and now you're throwing on extra pounds. But the, the, the amount of technique required for it is something that you really have to respect. I mean, I threw on briefs a couple 100%. of weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, I was in briefs for the first time, and I had no clue what I was doing. No clue. It's a trip, isn't it? You know what I mean? And I was like, it was like relearning how to fucking walk. Like, yeah. everything I knew about squatting was completely different. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, was, <laughs> I was a narrow squatter that gets high into my, like, heavy into my knees, mm-hmm. very, like, quad dominant. And now, all of a sudden, yep. it's like, all right, touch your toes to each side of the mono, spread your yep. feet. You know what I mean? It's like. Spread the, spread the taint, baby. Yeah, so like it, it's a whole new ball game, but it, it it's it's brought like a newfound respect for it. You know what I mean? So it, it's definitely something that interests me that I will be getting into eventually. But yeah. I have some goals like ahead of time that I want to hit first. Dude, I, I was I was the exact same way. I said I will. I don't want to do it because I, I for me it was the barrier of entry, but like financially because like you know I got a fucking army of children, so yeah, you know is. how much it costs to buy a squat suit, a bench shirt, like all that kind of shit. Like oh yeah yeah and. But then I, I got around this stuff. And one, I saw that people would like, here's some hand-me-downs to like get the feel for it. And then once you're hooked, yeah. then you go and you, you rearrange and, and make things happen. Um, but yeah, I first meet those scenes. Somebody uh, squat a thousand pounds uh, as I walked in from weigh-ins. No, no idea what equipped lifting was. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. holy shit, this is cool. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> well, because well, like he gets the up call out of the hole and his fucking face explodes. Yeah, yeah. There's fucking blood everywhere. Holy and shit, I'm like, really? Oh, this is so cool. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife's like, like She's like, "What the fuck have you brought me to?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. This is the this is my future right here. Like th- this shit is fucking cool." Yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. What um so so your book we said you're booked for the WPO. You're you're not planning any yep. meets for the rest of this year. Um are you booked for any more meets that you have to spot at anything like that? Uh, yeah, a couple, um, I just got to think about it. Only, only one that I'm spotting at, uh, that'll be, uh, North of the border, which I've actually renamed South of the border, uh, Laura's gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Since, since, since it will not be at where, uh, previously has been held, but, uh, it'll be River City Barbell. Yeah. Laura Phelps calls me and, and I'm, I'm there. Of course, um, of course. Yeah. It's one of, the, one of those things you can't really tell her no. Right. So, no. uh, you know, I, I, 
I, I love everyone out there at the hive. They're incredible people. And so, you know, Laura asked me to help out. So I said, no problem. Uh, I believe I'm announcing at a couple of meets uh, here in Chicago. Right. Uh, we have a push pull in October and then we've got um, our raw challenge in December. So one of the days I'll be announcing and then we've got a couple of girls that are competing on the ladies day. So I'll be uh, helping them out with the rest of the Wolfpack. Nice. Nice. So uh, yep. let's talk WPO a little bit. No, yeah. no official rosters come out yet. Right. Uh, the, so the roster's out, but we don't really know who's actually like committed. committed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there's some folks that are certainly still talking about it. They're not a hundred percent sure. I understand their hesitation. It's legit. Um, there's some folks that have taken some of the ways that it's been handled and they, they didn't like it. They, they've, they feel you're a slighted or they don't feel it's being run well. And this isn't like sort of a knock on Wayne. This is just how people are perceiving things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. Just in general. And yeah, but, it, but as far as like the official, like final roster, now nah, that won't be out until middle of October, which is a little concerning because that only gives me three weeks to do all my research on everybody. Well, exactly. So I, that's what I was going to get into. I was going to say, you know, who are the top dogs? Who are the, who are the guys to look out for? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to sure. put, you know, I mean, we're looking at Hoff, obviously you got to, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen what he's been doing on Instagram lately and it just, it's been looking easy for him, you know, so love him or hate yeah. him, you know, love him or hate him. He's got to be a heavy favorite coming into it. You know you, what I mean? If you, if um, you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, who, who would you say are some, are some uh, people to watch out for at the WPL? Uh, always some to look out for. Bob, Bob Merck's always one to, to watch. Uh, yeah, sure. Bob is a, he's an excellent, he's very strong, very seasoned, uh, and so he's always one to, to watch for. Danny Tinehero, also one that could put together a great uh, total. Uh, it can challenge for the podium. I don't know if he challenges Hoff, but certainly challenges for the podium. Yeah. I'm going to go on record now and say this. Okay. So for those go. who are listening, they may want to you know, get your screen record ready, all that kind of bullshit. I fully believe this is the year that someone could take down Hoff, and I believe that man is Anthony Hobica. I can see it. I can see it. I, Team I Overkill, I, I, by the way, shout out to Rudy and Overkill, the sponsor. Yep, yep. and and I and I love it. I love Rudy. Uh, I'm not sponsored by Overkill. To be very clear on that, this is not a problem. Yeah, but I also, I've said this too publicly. I don't give a shit if I'm ever sponsored by Overkill. Yeah. However, I do want to support my friends. Mm-hmm. I like Rudy personally. Mm-hmm. He makes great fucking gear, and so I love rocking his shit. Yeah. Now yeah. if an SDP is going to get me a bigger, bigger total than his shirt. If I either can't figure it out or can't touch it, I'm going to use an SDP right now. Of course. And yeah. so my, my allegiance always lies to my total. Yep. As it but should. I always want to, I, I want to do my best to support my friends. So yeah, I mean, from my briefs, my wraps, sleeves, my suit very soon, all overkill shit. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so I, I fully believe that, even with Hoff putting together what I think is going to be a repeat of 2019, which is going to be just a show-stopping performance. Yeah, 31. I plus. still think that I, I think we could see a 3250 total. I mean, the way he squats, we see a 1300-pound squat. He could be the first person to actually get a 600 kilo uh, power lift. Yeah, because Cole got his 1320 bench, but technically the conversion is like 1322.1. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't quite get a 600 kilo. Uh, so what would 600 uh, kilo be? Uh, it's like 13, 1322. Whew. So it's like, it's literally right fucking there. But when you're using the pound plates, you miss out. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. So we might see it. We could. We yeah. really, really could. So, but again, is Hoff the man to beat? Absolutely is. He's, oh, he's the king of the hill. What about uh, women? What about women wise? Oh, the ladies. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I've said this on many podcasts, whether it's my own or others. The future of powerlifting is bright and it is fucking female. Yep. For sure. You never get it twisted. For sure. Uh, as always, returning champ is somebody to look for. Dina looks very fucking strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, so excited to watch her. Tara is going to come in with a chip on her shoulder after yep. losing last yep. year. And so I think that's that's big. Um, I think it's opened up with you know some of the ladies that aren't going to be able to attend either because of schedules or, or uh, other meets. So I think, you know, really it's going to be – there's a lot more parity on the ladies' side. Uh, Rebecca Roberts will make another run uh, as well, I believe. Uh, and I think you're going to see some of the lightweight girls really, you know, push uh, yeah. some of these other girls. So I'm really, really excited to see that. I still think uh, Dina is the person to beat. For sure, for sure. And and so, you know, you're going to have to take uh, – you're going to take that title from her. But, you know, I, I think these girls are going to put up – they're going to put on a show. They always do. And, and I'm super excited to – you know, there's going to be some first-timers there. And, and, and hopefully, you know, Denise is able to, to – uh, make that all happen if, she, if she's yeah, yeah. uh i know she's got the invite and so i think she'll put on a show too for sure for sure that's what well, um, the, the big <laughs> the big um the big question that you know everyone talked about even when i was at sean is is how do we get chris versus hoff in the same building how do we get it to happen who's gonna do the who's gonna be the one to make it happen so I've got some opinions on that. Um, <laughs> you know, some folks say it's going to be made the WPO top 30 regardless of federation. Uh, partially. Yep. Honestly, you know what fixes all of it? Is money. Yeah. Money talks, everything else walks. Yep. And getting the right investment. And, and no more, like the prize money of the WPO, awesome. It's great. For sure. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, knock that. But the reality is this, is that the reason why raw lifting continues to grow is because there is more money being pumped into that. Yeah. There are more more folks, whether it's because they're willing or it's because they're just being asked, yeah. whatever that is. And so whether it's the WPO or somewhere else, ultimately, people will go where the money is. If all of a sudden, some whether it was Wayne Pullum, Shauna Mendelson, Eric Stone, Laura Phelps, or some random person in Kansas City, as, yeah. I don't know, I'm thinking of that because the USBA Pro, some random person in you know, Grand Junction, Colorado. I have a hundred thousand dollar purse. Top fifteen multiply. I don't give a fuck what federation you're in. Top fifteen multiply. Poly only, or hey, we'll throw the unlimited shirts on. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred thousand dollar purse. Fifty thousand dollar first prize for men, or a fifty thousand dollar first prize split between men and women. Yep. Twenty five grand. People are gonna fucking talk. Everyone will show up. Absolutely. Now, 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 see you get some real fuck you money, right? Because here, here's something that I've pitched for, for a while, and, and any platform I get on, I'll, I'll pitch this. What you need is you need somebody with a budget, like a marketing budget, that is way higher than all of us think of. We all think of companies like First Form or Redcon. or like, I think I've got marketing budgets. No. You need somebody like fucking Mondelez. You need somebody like Abbott. You need somebody like Nestle. So think about this. What does Abbott Labs make that we all take all the fucking time? I don't even know. Pedialyte. Oh. There you go. Mm-hmm. What does Mondelez make that is at every fucking powerlifting meet everywhere? Oh, God. I should know this. Go ahead. 
Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish, all the fucking all gummies, candies, all, the, yep, yep. all that shit. That's right. You, you say, hey, a million dollars a year to sponsor a series of meets with a grand finale at the end of the year with a $250,000 prize. Yep. Who wouldn't flock to that meet? I don't give a fuck who, what belt you got. I don't care what fed you're a part of. People are going there. And that, and that would bring them a ton of exposure, too. I mean, not that they Absolutely. need it. Not that they need it, but, I mean, it's free fucking exposure. It's a, it's a bunch of meatheads eating a bunch of Sour Patch Kids, you know what I mean? Right. You know? Right. <laughs> you know, and that's what they want. They want to see. Well, these are the – I know we all joke about this is peak, you know, male performance when they see, you know, fat, happy powerlifters. But, like, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, these are some of the strongest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah. And what do they eat? Fucking Sour Patch Kids. Exactly. Well, that's why, you know – Short story, I, I went – when I hit my 2K total, the whole mm-hmm. day, all I ate was Uncrustables. So after the meet, I put together a reel, and I fucking tagged Smuckers first thing. And yep. I was like, what can we do about this? Like, let's get something to go. Smuckers, you know I mean? Smuckers is cheap as shit, by the way, FYI. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I figured that out. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, why wouldn't someone want to be involved in more, you know, like a strength sport or something yeah. like that? Because right now, for strength sports, all we have is – the main brands that make fitness equipment mm-hmm. and then and then what like a lot of energy drinks you know what yeah. i mean like rain will sponsor some shit red sure. bull maybe but like, and, and that's the thing is like red red bull sponsors didn't work yeah yeah they'd be insane not to i mean the way powerlifting's blowing up now with with social mm-hmm. media and everything else it, it'd be insane not to throw marketing money into the sport Right. It's big. It's bigger than ever right now. And and Mark on on the comments here has a, a good comment. Some company in Dubai or some company in the middle. Because here's the thing: look at those countries where strength is worshipped. Yeah. Right, in the Middle East, in Eastern Russia, Europe, in Russia, Russia yep. you know all those areas. And, tr- and trust me, in Russia, they'll throw money at fucking anything. Oh yeah. And and their moral compass that that does stop some of these companies, it ain't gonna fucking stop the Russians. No, no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. I mean, those kids are training at eight years old for shit like this. I mean, right? And they're and they're getting needles in them by the time they're twelve. Well, look at Yuri Belkin. I mean, he was like bred for he was bred for this, you know. It was exactly, exactly. It's almost like he was made in the lab to fucking power. Them. And and by the way, just not a knock on Yuri, um, is it interesting that just like many of the other raw lifters, three four years and he's out, gone. I haven't God. seen anything from him, and nope. I thought he he was the guy. You know what I mean? He was he was the John Hack, and now John Hack is you know the guy. And, and I'll I'll give John this: like he's had longevity, like very few raw lifters have. Yeah, like consistent, like great performances. The guy's incredible. Like I don't, he's, I, I, he's a freak. He really is. He is. He he truly is. He's a once in a generation talent. He'll he'll go down as one of the best raw lifters of all time. Yep. Even if he, he hung it up today, I think he's there. He, yeah, but he's the anomaly. Oh, for he sure. He's the anomaly. For sure. Um, I had a c- couple questions for you that came in uh, on Instagram. Yeah, go ahead. Someone asked you, someone asked, oh, who are the upcoming geared lifters to look out for? Upcomers, new people, lesser known people. Ooh. You got anybody in mind? Se- selfishly, John Compion, because John's my guy. Uh, but honestly, a guy that people really don't know about and they should is Jerry Cool. Jerry Cool. Actually, his last name. Uh, he lives around Java, Missouri. He drove 
eight fucking hours to do a meet at 2XL where we did our summer bash. 23 years old and squatted 1,000 pounds. Oof. Been multiplied for two years. He trains under Anthony Oliveira. He's, he's, he's got uh, – he has an opportunity to make some real fucking noise. Really? He's, he's one of the ones that I've watched a ton. On the ladies' side, uh, Vanessa Torres. Of course. You know, as, yeah. she, as she converts over. Uh, really, really excited to, to watch that. Um, th- those are the two that come to mind. And then, uh, oh, gosh, I'm spacing on her actual name. I just, she's intruder alert. Um, yeah, I was just going to uh, say, have you seen Taylor? Yeah, she, yeah thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Taylor looks fucking strong. Yeah, she hasn't competed in gear yet, but I just saw her take like 500 plus like 180 and mm-hmm. chains like it was nothing. Yeah, and, just... and I, I believe she's doing north of the border. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so I'll I'll have I'll have best seat in the house to watch that. So yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll you how that goes. I was actually just talking to her boyfriend this, or maybe fiance, but I was talking to him this morning. I was like, "Yo, she's she's gonna you know make some serious noise." He's no fucking joke either. Oh no, like, he's an shit, animal man. too. I've been wanting to yeah. go out there and train with him for a while because we're yeah. two. We're like only a few of Laura's raw guys left. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yep. I want to go out get out there with him because he's due for a two K total anytime now raw. You know, and he's just another one that's just fucking explosive and just built for the sport. You Dude, know? he is nasty. Yeah. Like, I've watched him train. He's fucking nasty. Yeah, yeah, he's a freak. He's another one. He's yeah. just a freak. If he stays healthy, I mean, we could yep. see we could see a 2,100 out of him at fucking 198 or 220, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something it's, crazy. It's crazy because two, 2K was the holy grail at under 200 pounds for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't want to say it's, like, normal, but, like, once once Cody Blasek – sorry, everybody. It wasn't John Hack who got the first 2021. <laughs> it was Cody Blasek. Uh, fun fact, he went to high school with my wife. Really? Yes. Yep. Where's that? Uh, Marion High School in uh, Marion, Iowa. Wow. And his brother like – like, he graduated with my wife's uh, little brother, and then his older brother was, like, a year behind my wife. Really? To- to- totally, like, random fact that I found out the last time I was in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> I I got another one, and this had to be from Critty, but he says, "Battle of the Beards, Merck versus Critty." I oh, Critty, Merck shaved his. Oh, did he? Yep. And then he wrote the best beard docking. So Critty wins that one. <laughs> best beard docking. That's tough though, because uh, Critty only gave me the beard dock, and Bob gave me a full dock. Oh, there you go. You're gold. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, but. But I will say, like, pretty, like, looking right in the eye, like, it was, it was very sensual. I was, I was here for it. Was it. Nice, it was a nice doc. It was, it was nice, man. Like, <laughs> it's the eye contact for me. It's you know, I, I need to feel loved. Oh, so I think you just covered this. Someone else asked if you were sponsored, but right now you're currently not sponsored, correct? No, I, spo- I sponsor myself. I took that from Donnie Thompson. You know, I, I, I guess I haven't really talked about like what I do outside of powerlifting, but um, I've had my career going out now for like 15 years. I. I'm fairly well compensated. Um, I have to be to take care of this fucking family. Um, and I like having that flexibility. It's not that I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, and, and not that I'm not appreciative of anybody who ever reaches out and asks, but uh, this is Robert Bain joint. Yeah. Well, good. Good. What do you do for work, if you don't mind me asking? You yeah, travel a um, huh? I do. I do. So my official title is I'm an industry consultant. Uh, a company I work for called Metaphora. Uh it's we're a consultancy that focuses on the transportation industry. Uh, I've been a part of that industry now, like I said, for the last 15 years, I've kind of done everything. 
I've done operations, sales, account management, finance, leadership. Uh, I had my CDL for a little while. Like I've, I've done fucking everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I, aside from incredibly passionate about, about logistics and the supply chain, it's, it, especially over the last couple of years, people have figured out like how important it is. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure. And, and what disruptions do. And, and I have a passion for uh, the American trucker because it's such an important role that uh, so many of us take for granted. And sure. so it is whatever blue, I can the do. Blue collar jobs that, that everyone it, forgets about, you know? Absolutely. And, and when you really think about it, well, two things. One, everything that's on your person, in your hand or in your home has been on a truck at least twice. Yeah. And yeah. if truckers run away, the whole country shuts down in 96 hours. I believe so, and, and these people are treated like fucking shit. Oh, I know. They're just like, and, you know. Yeah, they, they, everyone wants what's, everyone wants what's on a truck, but they don't want to deal with trucks. But yeah, uh, I, I, I work in, with a ton of different companies that work on technology, work on driver experience, uh, truck and company experience, um, do a lot of things to make their lives better, and also to drive efficiency and like reduce costs to mitigate some of the inflation that we're all fucking dealing with right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's that's like the really like high level of what I do. But basically, my life is nobody do shit. That's how I explain it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fuck. <laughs> and you're well compensated, and you have good freedom. So I mean, yeah, exactly. You travel, I travel and I'm I'm freight famous, so I get to be on TV a bunch. Like it's fun. I enjoy it. Good, good. Um, so what would you say? I mean, we're talk we're talking about the growth of powerlifting. Um, mm -hmm. Skiba and I talked about it a little bit last week. Um, raw, raw has obviously exploded because mm -hmm. you know it's much easier to get into, even with financially, like you said, you know what yep. I mean. Um, but where, what do you think about the culture of multiply right now? What, what are some of the good things that you see happening? What are some of the negatives you see happening? So some of the good things I see happening, I see, I see raw lifters starting to recognize, like some of the top raw lifters going, okay, it's not just the suits and the shirts doing the work. You know, there's a little bit of, you know, peeking over the fence at it, which I think is dope. Yeah. Uh, I think Multiply has, there's been a bit of fractioning when it comes to these band shirts. Um, I put myself in the camp. I'm not a fan, but I understand why people are. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, I'm a bit of a hypocrite when I say, like, hey, I want to lift the most weight possible. Well, that fucking band shirt is going to help me do it. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like it. So that's just, that's me. Uh, so there's been some fractioning around that, right? Yeah. And... I, I think that's something that is easily solved uh, when you just say, hey, it's just a different category, we move on. Yeah. Um, but I think what's great is that you see uh, a lot of lifters, like, you know, seasoned lifters. I think Skeeb is a great example of this, of somebody who kind of understands the context of where the sport's been, but also has the connection to where the sport is now, and that is that social media, that is that, uh, not me spotlight, but like spotlighting the things that, that are important. Yeah, uh, not as things are important to me, and so I think he, you know, he does a good job of that. I think Copeland does a good job of that too. He's a little more low key, um, but I think that's what's really starting to like help a ton is just because ultimately what multiply is, is you have to pique people's interest, mm -hmm. like because it's it's not something you just like slip and fall and get into. Like you've got to like want to do this shit. Of of course, yeah, yeah. And so I think the the culture is uh, very much we are espousing this. We, we will we will give to you like if you are willing to give back like we will invest in you we will put the time into you uh, and I think that's what's really fucking dope about uh, multiply 
Well, just, see, just like, not to cut you off, but just, yeah, like you said, just like you said, when you first started getting into it, people start loaning you gear, loaning you suits. Mm-hmm. I see it a ton too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's, a, it's a sport where like, you know, for beginners, right. You, you see a lot of people talk about they're intimidated or they don't know where to start or mm-hmm. it, it, but when you're in the room with these top level guys, even let's just say Shona's, there was no drama. There was no nothing. It was all camaraderie and all these yeah. guys would have given the shirt off their back. Let's say somebody's shirt shit the bed somehow. You would yep. have been like, all right, well, my bench is over here. Throw my shirt yeah, on. You there know? you go. And, and, and to, so to see that camaraderie, I think it's in multiply even more so than raw. Um, you know, I see it too. I mean, the first time I wanted to put on briefs, four different people showed up with briefs for me. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just, like you said, it, it's, it's more, and that's something that Skiba's preached. And I went to um, – do you, you know Carlos Reyes? I don't know how in tune you are with raw lifters. Uh, I think I know Carlos is. Possible. Top, so you had the winter wolves at him. Who's that? Is, is his Instagram handle at the winter wolves? That's who I'm thinking of. But No, no, no. That's Carlos Moran. So, so, oh, okay. Uh, different Carlos. But, but, yeah, different Carlos. But he's from Connecticut, where we're from. Yeah, and, okay. um, and he's got, you know, a huge, like, I think 2065 raw total at 220 or 242. Oof. He's and he's probably he's probably he's in the top fifteen or twenty guys all time, raw raw wise. And um, we went to when he was inducted into the CT Powerlifting Hall of Fame was the same night Skiba was inducted, right? But but Carlos and Skiba both of their speeches talked about it's not about what you're doing, it's about what you give back to the sport, and that's what continues, you know, uh, growing the sport. You know what I mean? It's, so, it's um, a village. It, it's absolutely a village. Exactly. And, so, and um, that's that's the interesting thing about raw lifting. And this isn't like to bag on it, but it kind of I think it explains the culture of it a little bit more. Is for so many of these people, it is very much uh, an individualistic endeavor. Yeah. They train by themselves. They do things. They do their own programming, or they pass the same programming around. You know, all the way down the line, whatever they do. Multiplying a little bit, but right, you you can't do. You cannot train optimally multiply alone you just can't no there's no and 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 here's the thing you can't train optimally raw alone not if you want to be not if you want to be top level no right but a lot of these individuals do and so that you know they they and because they don't seek the knowledge all they know is sd or sbd you know four times a week and and they burn out and again i I don't want to sit here and just bag on raw but i think that's one of the things that, that frustrates me is that Multiply because of the the high such high level of technical ability that is needed. Everyone seeks everything out. Everyone is a student. Versus, if I find something that works raw, I feel like a lot of these individuals will just they stick with that and they never they never deviate. And then when things start to plateau or they don't work anymore, they just don't know what to do. The other thing too is that raw it's a lot easier to hide being a complete piece of shit. Oh yeah, because you don't you're not around anybody. If yeah. you're a complete piece of shit around a team, they're going to figure you out real fucking quick. And you get the fuck out. Yeah. Right. And let's be real. A lot of the guys around Multiply, uh, we'll say checkered past at best. Yeah. <laughs> they're usually pretty good at sniffing that shit out. Oh, for sure. For sure. Now, um, you just mentioned something. Now I lost my train of thought. But, oh, so as far as, like, the Raw guys go, um, yeah. what what I don't like what I'm seeing with Raw right now is is – you know, with Multiply, we know you guys have a system in place. The mm-hmm. conjugate system, you can't argue the conjugate system. You know what I mean? You can't. 
things adapt and you change things and, and, and like anything else, it grows and there's branches off of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with raw, everyone has a new opinion now of what's working, you know, like how you, and all it is, is you repeating stuff these, that worked before. Well, that's what I mean. But then you got guys doing, you know, squat bench deadlift in one day, then, you know, squat bench, then bench deadlift and deadlift squat. And, but you're seeing this tremendous amount of burnout too. So mm-hmm. I've had guys talking to me say, you know, guys coming to me saying, well, why do you do conjugate as a raw lifter? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But you see all these guys, you know, getting burnt out to shit because yeah. they're almost competing meat style every fucking week. You know what I mean? Three, and, two and, to three and times. That's what I mean. And then there's not enough specificity in like what, what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, Oh, you know, let's go in here. RPE seven, doubles squat bench and deadlift and tomorrow we're going to do eights and then tomorrow we're going to do nines and And, there's no and so many of them their technique is dog shit and so like they just overcompensate 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 and they build those neural patterns and so then when it comes time to actually fix it all it's too ingrained and they're they're lazy it's too hard and then and then it's going to take you two years to break that muscle memory and fix everything yeah and they don't want to do that shit and they don't want to do it and and then or they have you know these fucking online coaches that program them but they don't coach yeah exactly you yeah. know what i mean copy, copy, I, 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 just, copy, I, call them, I call them programmers because all they're doing is writing a program but you, you see so much shit getting thrown out lately even just like you know even just the videos you see you just scroll through terrible technique over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and nobody's correcting them no. it, you know what i mean and, and these coaches are charging more and more and more money and, mm-hmm. and pat in their pockets, and they're writing these cookie-cutter programs that they will work if you do the work. Like, all programs will work if you, if you do the, the work. The, the, the best program is the one that you stick to, 100%. Exactly. Exactly. Just like a diet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I tell people all the time, the best diet or, you know, clean eating or whatever is just one that you can follow and stay balanced on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, keto isn't going to work if you don't follow it. You know what I mean? It doesn't right. matter. So, um so that, that you know, there, there's problems both ways, but we didn't get into, um, you know, the the. Is there any shit you're seeing right now, multiply wise, that you're not liking? It's the, the it's what I don't like about powerlifting in general, and that's the seventy four thousand federations that we have. Yeah, of course. And as much as I love him for what he did for powerlifting, we can thank Ernie Franz for that because he's <laughs> the one who sued the USPF and. AU and you know so that's the thing that stinks to me because ultimately like you would want to have everything under one banner because that would make life a lot easier for sure um i also don't like this concept of oh i don't like this rules i'm gonna go start a new fucking fed just because i want to change this rule no like fuck like do the work of course yeah yeah exactly and and and, and be the change you want to see like don't just go make shit up like Go and work with the people that, you know, are part of your organization because the more fractioning we get, and I mentioned the fractioning when it comes to the shirts and the equipment and stuff, uh, but the more fractioning we get with these federations, that's when you have these folks that honestly, like, it, and it does a disservice to the lifter, especially young lifters, because they don't know any better. They have no clue. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that, that, to me, is the one thing I see that, I, that it really fucking bugs me. At the end of the day, like, powerlifting – Somebody's like, all oh, those, you know, the multiply guys are all like, they're just hardcore assholes or they're just whatever. Like, listen, man, you have big lifts, big people and big personalities. This is part of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the only, 
The only difference between us and the NFL is, you know, about nine figures on the other side of the pitch. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, it, man. Exactly. Like, it's the same shit. Well, listen, this, um, is still, this is still a competitive sport. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we go out there to win. And, and if you only have, like, I've talked about it before, you can't just always have that you versus you mentality. Like, sure, we want to go out there. At the end of the day, our goal is to be our total. But if you're exactly. out there, but, if you're out there, let's say you're going neck and neck with somebody, and your goal was to hit a, a, a 660 deadlift because 655 was your best. But the guy next to him hits, hits 665. You better put 670 on the bar and try to win the competition. You know what I mean? So you're, you're getting a bunch of people in a room. I, I, I'll say this, too. Like, you know, Skiba and I were going head-to-head at, at the meet and on yeah. 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Skiba will tell you the same thing. I, I love the guy. I so wanted to fucking beat him. Oh, of course. Of course, and I guarantee he. I guarantee he said, "Of course," and that and that's the thing. Like you said, you know, we're a bunch of guys in a room, you know, big guys in a room moving big weight, but it's also big egos and big competition. You know what I mean? Like, yep, you got to be a little ego yep. driven in this sport, and and and, and people, that's where people get fucked up too. Is is just because you have an ego doesn't mean you're a piece of shit or an arrogant motherfucker. But like, it's it's taking pride in what you do. You know what I mean? Of course. Oh, getting a little thing. It says, oh, is there a time limit on these? You still with me? I'm losing you. I still got you? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. It's saying there's, is there a time limit on these live videos? I think there is, actually. Yeah, it's actually saying we got a minute 30 remaining. So if we get booted off, I'll, I'll let oh, add you right back. All right, cool. But um, so we talked about uh, shit. I don't want to go off on a tangent before any I get booted off. You know what? Let me let me sign let's, you off. Let's do I'll that. Let's do that. Time. Let's do that quick. I'll I'll go piss and then we'll come right back. All right, cool. Perfect. All right. We're back. We're back. Ah, uh, uh, much relief. <laughs> All right, so where I wanted to, where I wanted to go before we get off of this thing is um we we talked about you know uh you know your next meet in mind or what you're hoping to accomplish next meet mm-hmm. we didn't get into numbers or what like the overall goal goal would be so what what's your goal coming up into uh you know 2023 stepping back on the platform what you have big goals in mind what do you got eleven seven seven eleven seven seven I'm going to write that down. I'm going to hold, write that down and hold you to it. Listen, Sean's going to beat the fuck out of me if I don't get it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sean scared the hell out of me when, when shit went awry at the meet for a minute. Okay. Did you see his brother was there? I don't know. I'm not, I don't know who his brother is. No, okay. I see him. His, his brother was the guy that looked like Johnny Sins. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Which also, Sean had never seen that before. And I mentioned it at dinner and they all fucking lost it. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, he pulled his fucking knife out of his boot because he's like, I don't know how these things go, man. They'll start poking motherfuckers. Like, Jesus, oh, dude. Jesus Christ. Like, well, I, I was like, Sean, you want to go to jail over this thing right now? I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. But it's in New York. It's catch and release, man. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like so Illinois. 11, it's all good. 1177, huh? Yes. That's, you know, that's the next step, man, is, uh, is that. And then after that, the, the, the bar just keeps going, going up. Like, you know, 
ultimately like i'd love to you know the, the number i have in mind as far as like the next big one is anything over 2550 biggest total biggest total of the wolf pack right now is 2550 and who's that by uh Barzine, missouri so you want to knock them out uh, fuck yeah i do and, <laughs> of course i mean Gray Beast 275. Uh, squat off the board. And yep. now he's like, oh, fuck this. I'm getting back into it. I'm like, good. Yeah, I talked to him earlier this morning. He was like, I got to go train again. I got to put a meet together. Yep. Yep. So he, he's pumped up for sure. Most I'm here for it. That's awesome because, like, what people don't realize about Sean is how fucking technical he is. Like, he obviously can coach this shit, but holy fuck is he good. Yeah. Like, he, he probably is one of the best technical squatters you will ever see. Really? Like, on par with Leah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. That, that, yeah, that's another one that I'm upset we won't see at the WPO. But I, I yeah. talked to her, and I, I know she has some big plans. So I'm just, you know, and I got to oh, keep them quiet. But I'm sure I, you know, I, too. I, I do, and, and we'll, yeah. I, I will be there for it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we might see her take a fucking G note, and that would be – Incredible. She was the first text after my wife after the meet was done, and all I sent her was "You're next." Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's going to be incredible to see. I mean, oh, it's going to be awesome. Seeing her hit what she hit nine and nine twenty-five at Shauna's last year, right? Yep. And she and opened then, at nine thirty at the. And then program. the pro am hit nine thirty. Yep. And and I it still killed. I think that bomb out hurt me more than it hurt her. Yeah, it was. Uh, I wanted painful. to see that nine thirty hold, and then you know see what she was doing with it. But she's coming yeah. back stronger than ever. I mean, I've seen all her lifts on Instagram and stuff. She looks fucking flawless right now. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see something incredible. It'll be the, the the highest female total ever, without a doubt. I, I she I think she's I mean she's the one that'll they'll squat a G first. She's the one that'll take Becca's number down first. I'll tell you though, I could see Crystal getting healthy. Taking a run at Becca's number, I could also see Amber Hansen taking a run at Becca's number. I was going to say Amber Hansen, yeah. And I think as a dark horse, Jordan is also right there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was going to say I have to shout out Jordan because I know Jordan absolutely beats an Amber. Absolutely. So, so Jordan has some plans coming up for December, and she wants to go for a big squat that could be a world record squat. She so may or may not have told me about it. She may or may not have told me about it. So I don't know how much she wants me talking about it, so I'll just leave it at that. Yep. But. She deserves to be in that conversation, so I hope her name gets out there more, you know. Yep. Um, and you and you're gonna see Rebecca Roberts too, who like yep. I mean, which is crazy when you think about it, because Rebecca's been competing for twenty five years. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. That's insane, yeah. Yeah. Twenty five I can't even imagine. Yep. So um tell us a little bit about you you have two podcasts, right? Uh technically I have three. Oh, so, so plug those in a bit. I like to yeah. give people a chance to plug their stuff in and talk sure. about what they're doing. So the, the Three Kings podcast is just kind of a – me and two of my buddies is getting drunk and talking shit. Um, yeah. On a bit of a hiatus right now because all of us are kind of going through some things, um, just like life shifts and whatnot. But we'll bring that back. Uh, it's myself and Drew Carroll and John Chun. Uh, all of us met through powerlifting. We've kind of gone in the, into different things. Uh, Drew is a professional writer now. John – uh, more focused on CrossFit and his uh, his career, and uh, yeah. I do all my bullshit. Uh, I also have one for work. It's called the Extra Mile Podcast. We talk logistics shit. Um, yeah. It's like it's fun. Like I enjoy it. 
Uh, but again, it's all, all very work focused. And then uh, what I'm probably most known for on the podcasting side is strength and anger uh, with my co-host uh, Eric Stone. We talk uh, about lifting in general. We focus a lot on multiply. Uh, we really uh, talk a lot about the history of, uh, of the sport. Yep, and yep. so like, it was interesting actually doing a recap episode, one of the USAPL being kicked out of the IPF, but then also doing the full circle of, uh, so I, I, are you a big Star Wars guy or are you into that shit at all? Or I, I, only the original three. I don't know okay. much about anything from there. So, so I'm like real deep into Star Wars or like fan fiction, like all the movies. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I love a lot of shit. But Darth Sidious, so the, the Emperor, right? Like he, he basically built this like 40 year plan to take over the universe. Uh-huh. Robert Keller, who is, or was the general secretary of the IPF and is now the president of Powerlifting America, basically did the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> really? So if you, and you can listen to the episodes, we do a much more in depth, but just a real quick recap of it is basically he was a part of the USPF was all against the ADFPA, which is now the USAPL and didn't want them, you know, to be a part of the IPF, the US uh, PF, basically gets kicked out because they are doing shitty drug testing and they're, they're passing their people like to take the drugs. No. And then they'd pass the guys on tests. Yeah. 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 So Keller gets physically like physically removed by security from the IPF general assembly when they vote in the USAPL. Holy shit. He gets back in their good graces, becomes the general secretary and then basically keeps working this whole thing and driving this wedge between the IPF and the USAPL. And as soon as the USAPL gets their initial suspension before they got kicked out, Powerlifting America pops up, and who is the president? Robert fucking Keller. Yeah, perfect, perfect. It's fucking wild, and, and <laughs> yeah, we walked through the, we walked through this whole thing, and I even like I was even doing the Imperial March. Yeah, like, yeah. As we were talking about it. Oh, it was fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out for sure. We, we we talk a ton about like the history of the sport and uh, like Gear One Hundred and One. Like we kind of walk through the different brands and all that kind of shit. We do interviews. It's it's a really really fun show. For sure, for sure. I'll have to check that one out. I want to hear more about the history of it because I'm, like I said, I'm newer to it. So the only history I know is stuff I hear in passing. You yep. know what I mean? So I got, I got to touch up on all that stuff. Um, one more thing before I let you go and talk your shit before we leave. Yeah. What is your take on people outside of the sport chiming in with their opinions? Do you let it get to you? Do you not let it get to you? And what I mean is, let's say me, right? If I was a raw, I'm a raw lifter. Let's say one day you see me, oh, Bane's squats are high as shit. Fucking Bane's pull was bullshit. This and that. How do you, how do you judge who's worth talking to and who's worth, who's just like, yeah. Example, Garrett Fear roasting Chris Delafave the other day. Yep. What's your take? Say it to my fucking face. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because I'm going to talk to both of them. So I want to see yep. what their takes are. That, but, that, um, that's what it comes down to. And, and, you know, I've got my own things with people like Garrett and, and some of his brethren. And um, I was told, make it say it to my face. Like, you want to talk in person? No problem. You want to talk yeah. on the internet? I mean, go ahead. Like, I'll talk some shit online too, but like, I'll just take it to weird places. Like, I'll <laughs> say, fuck it. Like, you want to be an asshole? Let's be fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and like, because to me, you're going to be a child. I can be a child. And trust me, I can be fucking childish. Oh, yeah. We all can. Yeah. Oh, your squats were high. Cool. Your mom's squats were high too on my face. It was great. <laughs> I don't fucking care. My mom's dead. Or like, yeah, my mom's dead. Good. That's why yeah, she's yeah, so cold yeah. when I fuck her. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking care. Yeah, no, for sure. Because they're like, listen, man, I'm a 40-year-old man. Yeah. 
I got four fucking kids, a 401k, a 20-year marriage. I don't give a fuck about these kids. I don't give yeah. a fuck about anybody else. The only yeah. people I have to, like also that I ever have to worry about is my wife and my parents. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it's just tough, you know, because I even catch myself in it. You know, you see comments sometimes, and it's like, don't yeah. respond. Don't respond. Oh, like, like, does it hurt? For sure. Yeah, like, yeah, do, yeah. I, do, do I want, like, some kind of validation? Oh, sure I do. But, like, listen, the, the real ones know, and the real ones matter. Yeah. And, that, and that's all, I, that's all I, I look at. And I'll give people the benefit of the doubt, like, if they, if they reach out to me privately, slide yeah. in the DMs, like, hey, like, help me understand how this isn't a high squat. No problem. Well, because like, then, because like then it's more constructive. Right now, you want to generate conversation. Like you just want to sit here and, t- and talk shit. Like say whatever you want, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know. Well, I, I mean, some some of these guys now are more are, are better trolls than they are lifters. You know what I mean? Right. They're, they're more known for their trolling or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, the, and and if that's what you want to be known as, no problem. You'll die under the bridge. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. So um. In the immortal wars of Dan Bell, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Fuck them. I think I was all the questions I had written down. Let's see if anyone wants to chime in on Instagram Live right before we let you go. Yeah, so I know we had a couple questions on the first one. I don't know if we wrote them down, though. Yeah, I wrote a couple of them down. Somebody wrote, why do so many people suck at spotting? <laughs> um, honestly, man, people get scared. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll also be very interested. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not fucking scared. Um, I've been bled on, I've been thrown up on, I've had bars thrown at me, I've been pissed on. I, it doesn't fix yeah. me. Because the other day, like, what what I want is I want someone to say, I want to literally come to me and say, I was scared, but because you weren't, I I was able to put my best up there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that matters. That's that's what yeah. it's there for. For sure, for sure. And I mean, I can see why pe- I I can see why people are scared. Sure. But then, but then if you are like. Don't volunteer to do it or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. You know? but the, my my first couple times being around like geared lifting, I was like, "What the fuck do I do?" You know, I, yeah. you know, I was seeing Chris and Mike squat a thousand pounds, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" You know what I mean? But you know, it's it, I mean, it's a nerve wracking. You bet it is, man. Or is it? Can it be a little unnerving when like I'm standing behind you know somebody like a John Compion or um, face as I know his Instagram handles kind of get strong. Um, kind of Krowski, who's like you know six foot six, so like I'm I'm obviously not anywhere near that. So like yeah, it's a little, yeah. little nerve wracking. You bet it is. But at the end of the day, like man, like uh, it, it's it's just something that never really like scared me. And yeah. the more and more I walk through it with people, I mean, it doesn't matter if I have my the WPO crew or if I got a bunch of high schoolers, which I usually do at two XL. I yeah. had these kids ready to go, and and they're not even scared. Oh, for sure. So for sure. like it's. I mean, I know, remember la- last year when when. Uh, my buddy Tyler and I like yeah. joined in with you at Shauna's. You know what I mean? The, the way you, you presented everything and you just like walked everybody through it. Like, this is what we're doing. This is how it goes. Yep. If you don't like how it's being done, then get off of here because it's my job to run it. It's my job to keep safe. Yep. So, you I, know. I think I think we're going to have to cut it here pretty quick. I'm getting the wave that I got to take some kids home. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're cutting it right now. So just Awesome, man. We'll, we'll end it right here. If you want to talk some shit, if you want to shout anything out, if you want to give any advice or plug anything, go ahead, and then we'll get you the hell out of here. Listen, man, uh, if, if you like lifting, stick around the Fit and Shit podcast. Listen to Strength and Anger. Follow as many lifters as you fucking can because you're going to learn some shit. And keep your fucking mouth shut. Of course. Of course. Bane, man, it was a pleasure. Thank you. It was an honor. See you soon. Hopefully, I'll see you at the WPO, and we'll go from there. Hopefully, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Later.